Welcome to this episode of the This Is Believeland Real Browns Fans Podcast. I am your host, James Mistrucci. Uh, this is just going to be a quick solo preview of the Browns' upcoming matchup with the Steelers. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on it, just a couple things that it, I feel are things to look out for and things to consider uh, for Sunday's game. Uh, before I get into it, though, real quick, remember to like, share, comment, subscribe, tell your friends or family. If you don't, it's stealing. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, SoundCloud, This is BelieveOne.com, RealBrownsFans.com. Okay, let's get into it. So, the, the biggest news of the week for the Browns is that Baker Mayfield is playing, okay? And you look at what he's done so far this year and consider the injuries he has it's a bit curious to me because i i've looked at we've all known that baker has struggled this year let's let's be honest here uh, part of that is injury part of that is just he is not operating the offense at the level it needs to be done okay he has the torn labrum he has the fractured humerus bone in his non-throwing shoulder it's it's just honestly I, I feel like they're rushing him back a little bit. I feel that that Baker's playing when he probably shouldn't. It really seems just like uh he's trying to be the tough guy, the leader, uh show that he's uh, courageous. But I really I, I'm really concerned about having him play in this game. He has not played well and the further we get away from Week 1's performance against the Chiefs, the less impressive it looks, because uh, pretty much everybody's carping up that defense. And now we're looking at Baker playing, and he's he's injured. He's obviously hampered by that injury. He's not performing at a level that the Browns wanted to play at, that you that the fans wanted to play at. It's just overall, it's concerning. And so I know we had Case Keenum play last week. He did fine. He operated the offense. He was. He was quicker in his reads, he was quicker in his progressions. He was doing everything you want him to do. I mean, he wasn't doing anything extravagant, out of the ordinary. You know, some of the some of the magical plays you see from Baker Mayfield from time to time. But in a game where you needed stability, he provided stability. And just out of curiousness, I know it's only one game for Case Keenum, but his numbers aren't that far off from what the average performance with Baker Mayfield's been since Kevin Stefanski got here. I mean, in the the win over Denver, Case Keenum was 21 of 33. That's a 63.64 completion percentage for 199 yards and a touchdown. Okay. Baker Mayfield's numbers over the past two years, 63.8 completion percentage, 228 yards, 1.45 touchdowns per game and half an interception per game. Okay. Now, I, I know Baker throws for more yards, you know, obviously, but uh, you look at you look at the numbers; they're they're hard to, to argue. I mean, you're, you've got a very very similar number production. I mean, sure, his yards per attempt and yards per completion are a little bit more favorable, but he wasn't, you know, with Keenum, they weren't necessarily getting anything all that different than what we're getting out of Baker. And Kingdom's healthy. And so it's, it's to me, honestly, it seems just a little bit foolish if you can let him, I guess, get better, 
to whatever extent. Again, I am not a medical professional. I don't know how much worse this injury can get, um, considering the fact that J.J. Watt's out for the year because everything in his shoulder and arm has just basically fallen off and been torn. Um, so it, it, it could possibly get worse, but maybe they determined that, you know, with the fracture, with the torn labrum, it, what he does now between the end of the year, maybe it's, maybe they're like, he's going to have to get surgery anyways. Whatever happens, happens. If he can play through it, play through it. That sort of seems like it. I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of that because, you know, big picture, they, they do need to get a, a clearer idea of who Baker is as a quarterback and whether or not that he's going to be their quarterback of the future, whether he's the guy they're going to sign to an extension. Uh, I, I know that there's, you know, a large co- contingency of fans and analysts and people that cover the team that are like, yeah, he's the guy, you got to sign to a big deal. But, you know, people don't like to agree with this, but the fact of the matter is that they could have signed him to a contract extension for some time now, and they haven't, okay? And anything that uh, Baker's done this year, injury or not, has lowered his number in the eyes of the Browns front office. I can guarantee that because you look at what he's done. This is a, a year for him to step up, to prove himself, to separate himself from the pack, to show that, yeah, he belongs in the top 10 conversation. He belongs possibly in an MVP conversation. He just hasn't done that. Uh, I know him playing through the injuries, trying to show just how valuable to the team he is, but honestly, I think he might do more harm than good. Uh, I wouldn't be necessarily all that surprised. If at some point uh, on Sunday, if Case Keenum enters the game, whether that's because Baker is not playing at an acceptable level or he gets re-injured again. Okay. With, with the injury he has um, and that fact that everybody knows it, they're going to they're gonna be taking shots at his shoulder. Okay. Whether it's whether that's clean play, dirty play, whatever. Guys are going to be looking to hit that shoulder. Whether it's trying to tip a pass and they hit his arm, whether they tackle him and drive him into the dirt. You know, there's always going to be one of those guys on a team that, let's be honest, he doesn't really have uh, much of a, let's say, career. Uh, he'll just take the penalty or and pay the fine and, and move along, okay? And the fact that the, the Steelers' defense is getting healthier now, I mean, they're going to have both of their best pass rushers available to them. Uh, I, I know Melvin Ingram is, is on his way out the door possibly for the Steelers but the fact that you know they have Watt back is is a, is a huge factor you, you look at Alex Highsmith and the fact that they're able to just go with Highsmith and Watt and you know that's before even mentioning you know uh, Devin Bush and Joe Schobert I mean those guys seem to be settled in to be pretty productive uh, defenders for the Steelers are they all-stars no but you know what I they're going to give the Browns problems one way or the other. I mean, that's just how it is. So, I mean, you look at that, you think Highsmith, you look at, at Watt, you know, Cameron Hayward, always, always an excellent defender, always a, you know, a, a force to be reckoned with, but they're going to try and tee off on Baker. Because if you don't think that some of these guys got a bad taste in their mouth from the way last season ended, uh, I got news for you. They do. Uh, losing to the Browns in the final game of the year and in the playoff game probably doesn't sit too well in that Pittsburgh locker room. And the fact that, you know, Pittsburgh is 3-3, three and three, they're still trying to remain relevant in the conversation. 
They seem to be coming healthier, even though they don't have Juju Smith-Schuster. They don't have a couple of other key defensive guys, you know, Stefan Tuitt, Tyson Alulau. But you look at just things trending in the right or wrong direction. After the Steelers look like a complete mess, they've been trending upwards while the Browns have been kind of plateaued, possibly even trending downward. And so that's something to just pay attention to, something to monitor. Uh, as for the Browns is concerned, injury-wise, um, Denzel Ward is out, Donovan Peoples-Jones is out. That's not necessarily surprising. You, you look at the guys that are questionable for the Browns, that's Odell Beckham Jr., Malik Jackson, Jadavian Clowney, Johnny Stanton, Tack McKinley, A.J. Green. You know, it, it's it's a long list of guys. It's a long list of guys. And, I mean, that's that's part of the experience when it comes with some of these guys, a, a clowny or a tack. I mean, they're guys that deal with injuries. And now OBJ is now into that each week. Got to look at him on the status report. He does have that shoulder issue that he's been dealing with. You know, shoulder going to be playing a factor into whether or not he's able to catch all the balls he should be. I, I know I, I mentioned it last week about... Um, Mike Lombardi's assessment of him having just his legs gone. And, I mean, that's probably also a factor, too. A combination of of not having his legs anymore and that shoulder is going to be playing a factor into whether or not that he is catching the passes he should be. You know, it sucks, but this is just the conversation we have to have now. Uh, I don't know what they're going to get out of Clowney or Jackson or Tack, but uh, the Browns' depth on the defensive line... Um, definitely changes a lot when you lose those three guys because after those three guys, it's a very relatively uninspiring group. And even with those guys, it's kind of uninspiring as well. Uh, Clowney's kind of been just sort of chaos when he's out there. But um, you take the good and the bad with that, okay? You, uh, you have to look at what he does positively, what he does negatively. He messes things up and makes it po- difficult for the offense to properly block the Browns' defensive front. But at the same time, he gets out of position. And, you know, you look at him, he's been decent. He's been relatively productive, but he's far from being the most important uh, defender on this Browns lineup, this Browns' defensive front. It, you, you look at, at Tack, it's whatever you get, you call it a bonus. Um, whatever they get from Beckham, you call that also a bonus because I'm just looking at he just it's just not working. So I I do think the the Browns end up coming out victorious in this game. I do not think it's going to be a high scoring game at all. Uh, both offenses have been relatively uninspiring at times. Bland. The fact that the Browns receiving core is beat up. They don't have Kareem Hunt. Uh, they. Steelers are without Juju Smith-Schuster, and they've been just kind of whatever this year. I don't think it's going to be a relatively high-scoring game. I don't think it's going to be a, a very entertaining game. I'll put it that way. I think if the final score is something in the 20-17 to 17 range, the 24-20 range, I wouldn't be surprised. I think 24-20s may be a little bit high on the high side. But, man, um, it's, going to be, it's going to be an interesting game, and honestly... I don't want to say it's a, a must-win game but for either team, but the door gets really close to being completely shut for whoever team 
whichever team loses this game. Okay, I'll put it that way. As we're coming to an end on this episode, let me just remind you, like, comment, share, subscribe, tell your friends and family. If you don't, it's stealing. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, this is BelieveOne.com, SoundCloud, and RealBrownsFans.com. Thank you for listening, and go Browns!